Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to eight, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. Well, this is another one of those spontaneous sort of pop-up podcasts that I've been doing this month. I've been doing some throwback podcasts from previous years uh, with Christmas theme, but every now and then, God just seems to get my attention and lay something on my heart to talk with you about for a few minutes. And today, I want to talk about when the holidays are hard. Now, you know, having been a mom for over 30 years, I can tell you uh, some years were better than others when it came to the holidays. Some years were very, very hard and others were almost magical in a lot of ways. Um, You know, I think this is just the ebb and flow of life. But there can be so much pressure on us as moms to perform during this season, to uh, live up to just a massive amount of expectations. And, you know, expectations aren't always bad. Goals aren't bad. Desires aren't bad in and of themselves. But when they become front and center and we lose the focus of what the holidays are really about, what Christmas is really all about, I think uh, that's a great time to ask ourselves if maybe we've sort of lost our way (laughs) in the midst of of the holiday season and the Christmas season. Um, For me in particular, it's uh, having done this for so many years um, and having kids grown and now grandkids, I've done this season so many times. And I'm at a point in my life where um, this year was particularly hard for different reasons. Um, And and that's why I wanted to talk about this today, because, you know, if the holidays are hard, maybe the, the title caught your attention when the holidays are hard, but the reason that they're hard could be different for you than they are for me. In fact, I'm, I'm quite sure they probably are because we're all on a different journey. But I think the reason I wanted to get on here and talk with you a little bit is because sometimes we can really find ourselves under a load of condemnation because we're struggling during this Christmas season. And we it feels like we should be having magical feelings and, um, you know, hallmark type feelings. And I got a little secret for you. I have literally watched part of one Christmas movie this holiday season, this Christmas season. I... I just haven't wanted to watch any Christmas movies. Like, oh, I always feel like, oh, I have to get through this list of Christmas movies. Why? Uh, I mean, does it really matter if I watch the 12 Christmas movies every year that I watch supposedly every year? <laughs> no, it actually doesn't matter. Um, and this is where we can really get get bogged down. I think there's a couple of things that happen um, when we're kind of having that feeling that the holidays are hard. Usually it's because we feel guilty because we're, like I said, we're supposed to feel a certain way. We're supposed to act a certain way. We're supposed to, you know, I don't know. It's like we have to role play or something, especially if our heart isn't in it. You know, there are times that I have definitely felt that whole Christmas vibe and it was wonderful and lovely and it was a gift But honestly, you don't have to feel that every year. 
I'm just giving you permission. You do not have to feel that this year. If you're just not feeling it, that is okay. Because what is this season really all about? It's really about the coming of Christ and why it was significant. It's celebrating that. And you know what? As believers, we literally celebrate this year round, or at least we should. You know, we're, we're, we're believers. And so what, what do we do? What is the lifeline of what we believe? It is the gospel message. And it, it begins and ends, obviously, in the scripture. But that whole, um, that whole concept, that whole idea, that whole uh, story about the fact that Jesus came as a baby, um, vulnerable, um, in human flesh, this was God in human flesh, fully God and yet fully man, which is in itself mind blowing. He came as a baby, vulnerable, and actually like, like making himself vulnerable to be cared for by, you know, just sinful, fleshly human beings, Joseph and Mary. And oh my goodness. Born as a king? No, born in a stable. Born under the radar. Life sort of went on as though nothing actually really happened. So think about that as you're struggling with these pressures to feel something, to be something, to live up to these expectations. Think about the birth of Christ. It was anything but that. Who celebrated this birth? When it actually happened, lowly shepherds who were about the lowest people on the social totem pole in that culture. It happened to be the people who were the humblest, humblest, is that a word? The most humble and the most unnoticed who saw and celebrated within their hearts in a very humble situation, just the magnitude of what had happened. They, they were the ones who recognized it. So this pressure that we feel to make everything so big and blingy and loud and all these things, it, it really doesn't match up to the way that Jesus came. And, and also the why. Why did Jesus come? Well, he came to free us from the weight and the consequences of sin. Now, that can sometimes begin to feel like old news because we've heard it so many times. I mean, I grew up in the church, so I've heard this over and over and over again, and I've heard it worded all different ways. But the truth of the matter is this affects my every day, every day, all year. The fact that when I wake up in the morning, I am not in judgment before God. God is no longer judging me as a sinner. The master of the universe, the creator of all things, the one who in with the blink of his eye could just cause me to disintegrate. And and, and rightfully so, you know, as a human and in my own sinful flesh, he would rightfully be able to just eliminate me because of my sin. But instead, he sent 
his only son, whom he was in absolutely perfect fellowship with, sent him to earth as a humble human being. And Jesus volunteered to do it, well, willingly did this so that our sins could be washed away. We could wake up every morning without carrying the burden of our sins into that day. We wake up every morning with new morning mercies from him, knowing that he steadfastly loves us. I love that verse that says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. So even when I blow it, even when I have a cruddy attitude, even when I grumble, even when I complain, when I out and out sin, when I get angry with my children or my husband and I yell at them, my sins are forgiven. All of it is forgiven. And God doesn't love me any less when that happens than he did if it didn't happen. And the same holds true for you. You see the value of that? If we didn't belong to the Lord, we would be carrying that weight of sin that is absolutely unbearable and really explains why people get as desperate and as crazy as they as they are and they do. I, we've seen this around us, especially in the last year and a half. Sin does terrible things to people because it is an unbearable weight. And guess what, moms? We don't carry that weight. And not only that, we have an eternity to look forward to with God. Absolute perfection forever, as opposed to eternal separation from God. Jesus went to hell for us, so we would not have to. I mean, so at the end of the day, when you think about why Jesus came and what he actually bought us, what he actually did for us, it is unbelievable. It is mind-blowing. It is mind-boggling. Why would he do that? Because he is a God of love. Because he is powerful, he is perfect, he is holy, he is just, and he is loving. It's these kinds of thoughts that make me realize that it's okay if I don't feel all the quote-unquote magic of Christmas. Because at the end of the day, we have Jesus. You know, the culture is constantly putting pressure on us and telling us we have to do all these things and we have to meet all these expectations. But our culture is the opposite of God's economy. Okay, we don't work in the world's economy. We work in God's economy. And the economy that I am talking about is what I just described. Moms, we are free. We are free to not be okay during the holidays. You might be asking, well, what about the kids? Like, I feel like I'm disappointing them, that I'm being a bad parent, that uh, maybe for some reason you can't meet expectations that either they've had of you or you've had of yourself or family has put on you or friends have put on you or social media has put on you. Can I just say, your kids are going to be just fine. Because at the end of the day, what really matters? 
At the end of the day, what matters is what God is doing in their lives. Maybe God, well, in fact, I know God has sovereignly ordained your particular situation for this time with your children and with you. Okay, as a family, God has called you to this specific time, these specific circumstances. And so if we can just take a minute to step back and look at them and ask God to give us eyes to see things the way that he does. Ask ourselves this, what might God be wanting to do? How might God be wanting to grow me? How might God be wanting to grow my children? You guys, we live in a culture that is incredibly spoiled, incredibly spoiled. And if you're struggling this year to meet the expectations, or maybe you can't afford the kind of gift giving that you have in the past, trust that God is doing a work and know that you're not the first mom in history to face this. I want to tell you a quick little story. When I was very young, I was about four years old, um, I guess my parents had literally zero money. Zero. They struggled to buy a gift for my brother and for me. And so they chose one thing for each of us, and they gave that to us that year. Do you know that that is pretty much the only Christmas that I remember? Looking back, I was so excited about the little people that my mom and dad had bought for me. They'd bought me a, they'd bought us a little camper, a Fisher Price camper and a boat and some little people for it and some of the little accessories for it. And my brother and I loved that, those toys. And we played and played and played with them. Can, can I just say that sometimes more is just more? <laughs> it's not necessarily better. It's just more. I think that our kids are far better off, and so are we, if we dial things back and really simplify and slow down and just be present. Just be present with our families, with our husband, with our children, and understand that it is not about the stuff. It is not about the perfect tree, which by the way, (laughs) our tree looks good. I shared this on social media today. Just a wonderful picture of our tree. But can I just tell you, I don't know what breed of tree that is, but it stabs the crud out of us every time we touch it. I don't know what it is. We went to a different Christmas tree farm this year, and I'm telling you, this tree is like the devil in the living room. So, you know, it's not the perfect tree. It looks beautiful, but it's poking the crud out of us. And so we have not been impressed with this tree. It looks great. If you look on social media, you might catch it, but I'm telling you, it's not the perfect tree. And, and even this morning as I was like, you know, taking an, a little video of my living room and it looks nearly perfect. Play a little song with it and it looks as though I am having the perfect Christmas. And actually, when that thought went through my mind, that's when I decided I need to get on, uh, I need to get on the podcast And I need to tell these moms, it's okay if your Christmas isn't perfect, because I'm telling you, mine isn't. Every year looks different. There are Christmases that felt as close to perfect as I could imagine. But most years, it was just a lot of work. 
And there were moments, like wonderful moments in there. But it's not, this just isn't life, you guys. And I think if the sooner we just go, it's okay, it's all right. The more likely we're going to be to settle in and just receive from the Lord what he has for us. So I think I just want to say this. It's okay if Christmas is hard. And the reason that it's okay if Christmas is hard is because Jesus is Lord. No matter what, no matter what your holiday looks like, no matter what your Christmas looks like, no matter what your expectations look like that uh, didn't get met or did get met, Jesus is Lord. He is sovereign and he is good. And can I just say, this Christmas season isn't the end of the story. Our story isn't over because Christmas is hard or because this isn't the ideal version of, of what we'd hoped for. Uh, maybe some of you are grieving. I, I know there's a few, there's a family that I know of on, on Instagram that lost their, their baby um, just a couple of months ago. Um, she was just a few months old. And, you know, I've been there in terms of ha- having a loss around this time of year. The first Christmas without someone um, is incredibly hard. But in the midst of it, it, it's almost like there's, there is goodness there. There is a gift there of God's grace. It's like my friend said, it's a, um, a beautiful gift wrapped in an ugly package. That does happen. And that is life. That is part of living on this earth. But oh, God is so good. He is so good. I want to share some scripture with you. Just reminding you that the story isn't over and there's so much more to it than just this season. In 2 Corinthians, um, Paul is talking about the new covenant, which is what we live under because of Jesus coming. This ministry that he brought that came with glory and is so much more glorious than uh, than the old covenant. And and it's such a hopeful covenant. It's such a hopeful story. And because we have such hope, we are very bold. This is in verse 12 of of 2 Corinthians 3. Um, Because we're not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing by. Um, But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. This is a new covenant. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, that veil is taken away. Moms, that's us. The veil has been taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We have freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. God is causing us because of Jesus' coming and because of his finished work, we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And then as you go into uh, chapter 4, Because of this mercy that God has shown us, we don't lose heart. 
don't lose heart. And it goes on to say, um, in verse 16 again, therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. We live in a sinful world. There's stuff going on. Um, We're going to see it. We're going to feel it. It's going to affect us. But we as believers, are being renewed day by day inwardly. And it goes on to say, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Moms, this is our hope. This is the hope that Jesus brought to us, gave to us as a gift. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Moms, the story isn't over. So if you're having difficulty during this Christmas season, take heart. What did Jesus say? I have overcome the world. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. That is the joy of Christmas. That is the joy of Jesus' birth, life, death, burial, and resurrection, and then his final ascension into heaven. And then what did he do? It wasn't over. He didn't leave, take his presence and leave and just leave us to fend for ourselves. No, he sent the Holy Spirit as our comforter, our counselor, our guide. We have everything we need to walk in hope and in freedom and in joy. Let's pray. Lord, I pray over every mom listening right now, and I just pray that you would meet her wherever she is, Lord. If she's struggling right now or she knows someone who's struggling, God, I ask that you would open her eyes to see the hope that is there, the hope that is in Jesus. I pray for the moms who are struggling, God, that they, their hearts would be at rest as we finish up the last-minute preparations. Lord, I pray that they would just sense your peace that passes all understanding. Lord, you are a good God, and you are faithful, and you are kind, and you are loving. We thank you for the life you've given us. We thank you that you work everything out for your glory and for our good. We thank you that we have new mercies every single morning. We thank you that your love is steadfast and never changes. In Jesus' name, amen.